Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas Podcast, where attitude is everything. I love technology because we ran the commercials, we ran the intro to the show, and guess what happened? Absolutely nothing. Everything with technology works until it doesn't. And so it's cool for me because to have you guys on the show, I got to be on you guys' show uh, from millionaires to billionaires, Yes. Uh, the podcast, which is phenomenal. And then we're here with Ideal. I've got this book and I, I, I'm so excited. I got the first one, although you guys tried to tell me I got the first one. And then you went to Greg Reed and said, Greg Reed, you got the first one. I believe there can't be two number ones. That's an 11 as Ricky Bobby let me know. And it, but it, it meant so much to me to be able to connect with you guys. And to be able to see your focus. Um, so, you know, it's it's very seldom that you find people that uh, when you scratch the surface, then they're better than what they are from a distance. Mm -hmm. Generally, from a distance, you see them, and then you come close, and you're like, ah, okay, I start to see some cracks, chinks in armor. Then I get even closer, and it's like, I wish I would have never got close uh, this close to somebody. But with, <laughs> with both of you guys... It's been incredible because the closer and closer that I've got, I see you guys' heart. I see who you are. I see you guys' character and how you're able to not only impact each other, but also impacted so many, uh, so many amazing lives uh, too. So uh, now it's good because we're partnered with Secret Knock. You guys are doing the podcast there. Um, so welcome to the show, Mr. Blake Hahn and Michael Law. Thank Absolutely. You, Thank you for bringing us in, especially on a Sunday. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> well, it, you guys have to be important because the Titans were playing today, and I said we went into overtime. And oh, I even went into overtime. I didn't know. I went into overtime, and we lost. What was it? What was it by? It was by uh, touchdown or field goal. Uh, four. We lost by four. So they scored a touchdown after we scored a, a field goal. So oh, okay. Yeah. Alrighty. So two young guys. Um, why is this? You know, why is personal development so uh, important to both of you guys? I'll start it off. I'll say, one, I didn't come from a background where I was ever exposed to personal development. So talk about poverty level, drugs, guns, violence is your surroundings, and you don't know better. You don't know anything ever exists. The only time I ever saw a Lamborghini was on you know, reality TV or something like that. <laughs> and it's until you actually get exposed to it did that change my life. And I was just like, wow, like this is out there. And just even breaking through the first year of reading a couple books. I didn't read a book my whole life till I was like 17. Yeah. So once that happened, I was like, this type of information really exists. Like this is really out there. And I believe where a lot of people grow up in poverty and a lot of people grow up not exposed to this information deserve to be exposed to, you know, personal development, personal growth. How do you, how do you take it though when someone sees you? How old are you? I'm 25. At 25 years old, uh, coaching people on habits, coaching people on, a lot of people would just say, at 25 years old, I mean, you're still wet behind the ears. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, and, yeah, and right. the reason why I say that is because that's what a lot of people are going to see you on uh, camera. They see you, they see you doing phenomenal things, connecting with amazing people. I know you, I know these things to be true. How have you been able to deal with that? So I'll tell you two things. I've always been the youngest in the room. Yeah. So I've always been until now. Now I'm no longer. I'm getting to that age to where it's like I'm, I'm mid 20s. So now you hanging no out with the uh, middle schoolers or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but man, we live in we live in. You talk about it. We're in tech, man. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, of I'm young people in tech. So yeah, I want to say thank you to you because you actually brought clarity to something that I've been seeking my whole life. And um, I'll touch on that in a second, but it comes from wisdom. Hmm. And I noticed inside of entrepreneurship, a real entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneur at heart or in, in your gut feeling, intuition, you know you should be seeking wisdom from someone that's been there and done that. 
And that's all I've done. That's why I've always been the youngest in the room is because I'm like, man, these people have been there and they've done that. Let me learn from them. And when you were on our show, you said something that I was like, man, that's, that's kind of what I was looking for. You said every morning I wake up and I read the corresponding day of Proverbs to the corresponding day of the month. And I was like, okay, well, why does Kelly do that? So I go look at it and I'm, I'm doing some studying and I'm like, oh, Proverbs is the book of wisdom. And I'm like, okay, I was like, that's something I was like seeking to understand more about myself is how do I, how am I attracted to the wisdom to be around all my friends? I always say is like 45, 50 or older, right? Yeah. And get really um, in tune with that. So building the habits and understanding that and then actually applying action to it over the last decade of, of doing that. It's just, I think that's the barrier of confidence that we, we both have is just like, once you actually do it, you can actually solve other people's problems. Whereas if you're just all talk, you can't really solve somebody else's problems. So you're not off the hot seat either. Like, no, I'm not. Because <laughs> you know, when, when I say this, I, I, I go the same way. I've taken my whole entire career and hung out with young people. And it, it blows my mind because when I see you guys and I see mm -hmm. how simple you do things, um, it's never easy. But yeah. I remember asking a kid one time, I said, um, you know, what do you say about people that talk about your generation that say you don't work hard and that you, uh, you know, you, 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 you don't have much, um, grit to you. And he was like, now it's not that we don't work hard. It's that we don't work dumb. And it was like a pin drop. Cause I wanted to punch a kid in the face. <laughs> and I was like, you're saying that old people are dumb. He's like, no, but there's, there's a lot of things that you do that could be done a lot simpler, more streamlined. So Blake, why is personal development so important to you? Um, I would say, you, I could even, the beginning where it hit, like where he came from, same thing. I mean, drugs, violence, being in the hood, growing up, um, within all that. But what really changed my my life and got into personal development is I met a guy at the name of Alejandro Espinoza. Um, when I when I got introduced to him, it was actually through my fiance, Victoria. She was working right hand, uh, working with him at a dealership. I just lost my first company. I went into business with a friend, lost, our, lost my first company. Um, I was depressed. I was hiding. I didn't want to get a job. I didn't want to leave my house. I didn't want to do anything. I just, I was like scared. I didn't want to, I didn't want the world to see me, I guess. Um, basically got, long story short, got connected with him and um, he challenged me to write down my goals. And I've never written down my goals. Um, so he gave me that and then gave me a book to read, which is called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. So he challenged me to not only write down my, or write down my goals, but after I came back, he taught me the right way to write down my goals because I didn't know how to. So after I met with him, I was writing them the wrong way. So then he taught me the proper way, and then he challenged me to 90 days. And he said, if you miss one day, you have to start over from day one. So, and he's like, and if you lie to yourself, you're lying to yourself. That's, it's hurting you. It's not hurting me. So if you miss, start from day one. Well, I got to day 15. I missed it, and I started from day one. And it's crazy because I remember that day. I sat there and looked. And I was like, man, do I keep going or do I start over? And something in the discernment inside of me said that you need to start over, do the right thing. So I started over, and then from there went on. I went on six-plus months and then never stopped writing my goals. But where that stemmed from is when I started writing on my goals and writing them down the right way and then putting in the action towards them and then getting myself in alignment with them, yeah. I started to achieve all my goals. So I'm like, man, it's, it's kind of this easy. You read the books, you, you implement them, and then you, you write a clear roadmap for yourself and where you want to go. As long as you put in the action and the work and the grit towards them with real intentions, you get whatever you want. So then it made me want to dive even deeper. So I'm like, man, whatever I put down on this paper and write, like, and I tell myself, this is who I am and who I'm going to become. This is a roadmap of my life. I'm going to have whatever it is. So I've been doing my goals for 10 years. And that's just a, what stemmed me into it. And as I started digging deeper, got me more into personal development. How is it though? Because there's not a lot of kids. How old are you? 
I'm 30. At 30 years old, there's not a lot of 30 year olds that are that focused. There's not a lot of 24 year olds that are that focused. Does it alienate you? And how have you been able to deal with the alienation of maybe, you know, you had friends that were maybe 23, 24, whatever it was, and then you put yourself around and it it alienates you. It makes Mm -hmm. you, does it make it uh, an alone kind of scenario for both of you? No, because I, I mean, I got to be friends with you, Kelly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I make new, you make new friends is a short answer. That's what I was going to really say. I mean, the, just the ones around, if, if, if they're not, it, it, when you feel like alienated, like you said, like you're the, you're the, you're the only one. Well, the thing is what it starts to do is it, it like, it pushes you, but then you, it's like almost like Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg's quote is, you know, the, the gap can't be closed. You coming back down to their level. The gap has to be closed. Them coming up to your level. And it doesn't mean we're not friends. I will always be your friend. But, like, priorities change. And until you realize that your priorities have to change, I was having this conversation with my lady, and I was saying, um, I was like, when we invite, like, friends over, for example, uh, I'll use your uh, studio for an example. We took off our shoes when we came in here, right? Yeah. And so we had to meet you at your standards to be in your environment. You know why I do that? Why? Because you can't have ego without shoes. You realize, like, it, you know, yeah. it, it figuratively and literally grounds you. and You become home. And you, well, you can't, yeah. you can't give somebody attitude not having any shoes on. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, just, you can't, you really can't. And so I, it was one of those things growing up that I said, I had a friend who was rich, what I thought was rich in our neighborhood. Yeah. And I had to take my shoes off when I went in their house. And I was like, damn, someday I'm going to have a house where people have to take their shoes off. And the first house, it didn't deserve, the first house I had did not deserve for someone to have their shoes off. But I did it, and like you said, it, it set a standard. So go back into that as far as meeting people where they're at as opposed to trying to get them to where you are. Yeah, it's just, it's it's, it's exactly that. Like, they, they have to be able to meet you at your standards to hang out with you, to be with you, because your standards have changed. And it doesn't mean you can't hang out. It's just do something different so that way you can be in our environment and hang out together and um, ultimately like it's never hurt me to lose a friend like that. Cause I don't lose friends. I just, we're just going to do our separate thing for now. And when you're ready, we'll hang out. Just how know? much time you're really spending with them. It's just less time that you're spending with those people than, and we're spending more time with you guys. So, I mean, that's how there, I there's that quote, it. you know, the, it's lonely at the top, but it shouldn't be because if well, you're, it, if you're at the top, you should have friends. You should be making friends, the you know, making friends. I was going to say, it's just a new circle. It doesn't feel lonely at all. It's just, it's just a different circle. You know what I'm saying? And you could feel it. And it it really is true. Like I was just reading a a statistic is if you put yourself with someone that is a higher, a high performer, Mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to perform 15% more better than you performed before. But if you put yourself with a low performer, someone that thinks very low of themselves, self, you're going to, you're going to think 30% less of yourself and you're going to perform less 30% less than what you normally do. So when you're around the people that aren't doing what we're doing, you could feel that it's not really bringing you up or taking the next level and the conversations are different. And when you're around the people that are doing what you're doing or have already done what you've done, it feels like it's dragging you and pulling you more up to the top. And then it's making you think bigger. It's making you want to do things on a different level. And then those people are not only that, they stretch you, they pull you, they give you, they're always like cheering you on. They want to see you win. They change you your could, standards. They change your standards. And, and you could feel the difference within the two groups and the circles of people, which nothing wrong with either one of them. Uh-huh. It's just in my life and where I'm going, where should I prioritize my time with and where should I be more at? I'd rather be here with 50%, 15% more growth and getting where I need to be than coming over here and then lowering my standards 30% lower just to be around that person. 
more often and prioritizing my time. So what would you say to a kid that's, you know, maybe they're, let's call it right out of high school, right? So they're right out of high school. We're kind of floundering at the time. Did you go to college? No, sir. Okay. Did you go to college? Uh, for a couple months. I'm not judging. I didn't go. You got a bachelorette degree. Um, so, <laughs> you know. I, I dropped so, out because I met him. Okay. And I didn't go either. So I'm not, I'm not judging on this stuff at all. But there's a lot of kids who come out of high school and they kind of don't know. They just, you know, they maybe have a cool friend. Like, you know, you were very fortunate. You have a cool friend or you see some stuff and you just kind of like, what would each one of you, if you had 45 seconds, right? 45 seconds with that kid, Michael, what are you going to tell him? I would definitely say... Number one, the first role is you got to surround yourself with the people that you really want to be around. Okay. Um, the person, if you could say, I want to be known for this, this, and this, three words, you know, at your funeral, what three words were those? would that be? Mm-hmm. Find those people that you look up to that identify as those things and put yourself around them. So surround yourself with those people. Really, I would say just start there. Okay. Um, How about yourself? Don't, don't yourself? complicate it. Dude, you know? my, my only thing I got to say to you is just, dude, just be you and be happy. Find what makes you happy and what it is that you want out of life, and that's where it'll lead you. And, like, find that just deep down within. So I, a thing that I loved, we, we got a chance to talk on the podcast with you when, when I got a chance to be on yours, and you had seen some highs and seen some only just going at, hey, I'm going at the numbers, I'm just going at the success is what the world would say. And my brother's really big on this. I can't wait for you guys to meet my brother. I said success one time and he was like, you know, I said, this guy is successful. He said, stop. And I said, why why I gotta stop? He's my big brother though. So I was like, okay, I'll stop. He said, stop. He said, define success. And I was like, well, you know, he makes a lot of money. He's doing that. And he said, stop. He said, that's not success. And he said, that's making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And you... Talk to me about this because this was a big thing because you've seen the, that chase. You've seen the, you know, I'm, I'm going after the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next yeah. thing. And then you found yourself in a place where you, uh, it, it, that wasn't fulfilling either. Well, I mean, uh, that, that's the problem is I was chasing the success, but the success that I thought that I wanted and needed was the dollar amount. What was it? Like, what was the dollar amount? And what, when you were focused on that, what was it? To be honest with you, man, I really, I, I didn't know. Like, I just, and I was, I just remember being told like your average entrepreneur has seven different streams of income. So um, <laughs> I just didn't know what I didn't know. I never had any guidance. My parents, no one comes from an entrepreneur background. I had no mentors, no anything. So I literally like asked this kid, I, I come up with an idea and like, let's start the company. I was like, and then I had two more ideas. Let's start that company. Why not just do them all at once? Like, why can't we not? But I didn't know what I didn't know mm. and spreading myself so thin. So that's why I've learned so much. That's why we pulled back. But, um, my, the reason why I say that is because I was, I wanted, I was chasing the, the, the title and the, and the money, but there's also, it's how I was chasing it. But I, don't get me wrong. Do I still want to make a million a month? Do I still? Yes. Because the reason why is I want to be financially free. I want to be able to take care of my family. I want to be able to travel the world and never have to worry about anything. Uh-huh. But the thing was, is I thought that I had to be an entrepreneur to do that. And I needed multiple streams of income, which was multiple businesses. And then I was chasing it so fast. And I thought the more people that knew that oh, if Blake's making a million or if he's making this and that, and he's got multiple companies, they'd, I'd attract more people to want to do business with me or people that are higher up there, if that makes sense. And it's not really the right way. You know what my, I'm saying? my brother talked, <laughs> we were talking on the, uh, on my dog walk the other day and he was saying, he was, we were talking just about that, about multiple streams of income. And we hear it a lot in the entrepreneurship space, but what they don't tell you is you need a river first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You need a very, very powerful river with streams that come off of that, wi- that wildly powerful river. But most of the time, especially, you know, yeah. early, early on entrepreneurs, I've been in the game for a little bit of time, but I see 
uh, when I say kids, it's, uh, it's out of respect, young individuals, yes. but you see young individuals that will go in and they'll open up 20 different streams, but not have a river. Right. So it's just, it's interesting that you were, that you were talking yeah. about that too. <clears throat> How about yourself as far as, you know, Michael with, I mean, you're still kind of in it. So, I mean, you really didn't grow up that mu- that much of your life without social media. Yeah. Right. Am I correct on this? No, so correct. most of it was online. Most of it is seeing a bunch of stuff. Like I grew up with MTV Cribs, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And I had to tune into that to see all the other things that people had in their lives that I didn't making me feel bad about my life. You have that device in your pocket right now where you can feel bad about your life any second of the day. Right. How have you been able to deal with that as you move forward and use it as in a positive? Yeah, uh, starting out, um, touching back on his, it's the imagery. You know, we all have that imagery of we want to have that same persona that we see online. At first, because we don't know better, we're not exposed. Like I said, we're not exposed to the type of information that we're supposed to be. But I think when you gain more clarity on who you are as a person, you start to care less about the imagery and start to care more about the impact. And when I started off being 17, 18, talking about social media, that was the first entrepreneurship thing I did was social media management. I was like, okay, well, I know a lot of, you know, rappers and artists. Let me social media manage for them because it was the image. So I got on, invited to like a tour. I got invited to a club or then I started doing things in the scene with all the cool people. Then I got a headache, you know, and then after, you know, all, all, <laughs> the, all this all this music and, and everything and then the influence, it's just a headache after a while. And, and then also I realized – as these artists are trying to make it, they can't pay you. Mm. So I was like, all right, well, this is not worth it. So I switched to B2B. So I started getting wiser, you know, switching B2B. And once I switched to B2B, then I started realizing, oh, the image doesn't matter. I I was going for material things, right? So my goals, I would write down my goals every day and it had a lot of material stuff. And then somebody said that made an impact on me is they said is the material items that you want in life are a result of the real goals that you have. And so I took a clear look at my goals and I was like, wow, okay. So I erased everything off of my material goals and I started writing down impact goals. What do I really want to make an impact at in every area of my life? Three, five, 50 years and all that. If I achieve, when I achieve all of these impact goals, it's inevitable. I can have any jet I want, any penthouse I want, any land I want, any car I want. So that started detaching me. I started being non-attached to material things. Now you'll see every single day I only wear, this is my brand. My socks are my brand. Um, Unless I have a friend that makes shoes, I I wear, you know, the shoes. But I only wear my stuff or friends' clothes. If if Louis Vuitton ain't paying me, if Gucci's not paying me, if they're not my friends, then, like, I don't wear their stuff. So now I've gotten into that mindset. Like, I'm only going to make wear and support my friends. I'm only going to, you know, so that's that's the image now is more – of that direction, not necessarily, but you got to know who you are and you got to be comfortable in your own skin. If you're not comfortable in your own skin, you're going to keep chasing that imagery. That's all online. So what about the argument? And you guys both can go at this. Um, the people that sit down and say like all this online, it takes you to melt your brain. You know, I've heard this forever. People say, you know, Oh, you're on the screens too much. I was on the screen with Nintendo. I was playing Nintendo super Mario for eight hours a day, trying to solve, uh, when I was hitting the, the little, uh, turtle against the wall for, I got, uh, you know, so I got the, the unlimited amount of lives and then I could play Mario. The median has changed, but it's the judgment part. And I want to talk about that because there's so much and, 
There's guys like uh, at my age, 48, 50 years old, 60 years old, that are the get off my lawn, kind of doesn't want to adapt. doesn't mean that wisdom doesn't come from that place because you can get wisdom. But help that person to understand why a social media or a media in general, whether it be podcasts or anything like that, how that can you know, lessen the curve or lessen the, the, the distance between what it is that you have right now and what it is that you want. Can you guys talk on that? Mm-hmm. Just lessons. I mean, if you want to, there, there's only two ways to change a habit, right? There's uh, emotional impact, which is normally you don't want an emotional impact because it stems from something most likely negative. You get cancer, you got to change your health goals. You know, you a family died, you got to change X, Y, Z. So you don't really want that one. The second way is constant space repetition. So if you're reading a book over and over and over again, listening to a podcast over and over and audible. So that area is really good if you're using it for studying, if you're using it for putting your study out there so people could study you, you know, like we put coaching content out there so people can learn from our, our content if they're consuming it, mm-hmm. getting away from the constant scrolling where it's nonsense is very important, but that's also a personal thing. And you got to identify that you don't want to really be scrolling and looking at funny memes all day and jokes all day. But if you can put your time and attention towards consuming stuff, that's going to get you better. That's my perspective. As far as using it, my perspective, because I come from a editor background, I come from social media marketing background. I spent my whole life on screens. I'm excited for the day that I never have to touch a computer or a phone again. There we go. I'm, I'm like ready to, and I feel like that's coming right around the corner, you mm-hmm. know, in the next year or two where I could just be like, all right, someone else take care of everything, but I don't want to touch a phone. I don't want to touch a screen. My eyes are dry. Like I'm done. <laughs> what do you find in when you're seeing, you know, uh, hanging out with people that you guys, uh, you know, from you say you were hanging out with Greg Reed just recently, right? right. So he's not in your generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, you're gaining wisdom. What are the kind of analog, some of the analog things that you're seeing that you're drawing from the wisdom? Because I think we can draw from you guys as far as, you know, you grew up on social media, you grew up on a phone. You can, you know, my dad uh, wanted me to go and get some reel to reels from my, uh, from my uncle one time. And he's like, we need to really record them onto CDs. And I was like, why dad? And, yeah. and I said, give me your phone. And I, downloaded Pandora really quick and I turn on, uh, you know, classic rock. And he was like, where'd you get that boy? I said, it's on your phone. He's like, how much did it cost though? And I was like, it's free dad. And it's all the music you could ever want. So there's that side, but then there's the side of my pops taking me to the woodshed and saying, son, sit down, read this book that has paper, mm-hmm. write out your thoughts longhand. And it slowed my mind. So I took from him where he, I showed him Pandora with all this music. And then he showed me write out your thoughts. And I had to go a little slower. What things are you guys gleaning and drawing that are more an- on the analog side that is kind of blowing your mind right now? Man, I mean, to be honest with you, it's just everything you guys both said. It, it What's crazy is it's a little bit of both because my dad's always talking about, man, this is the new age and I got my baby now. She just turned one and he's like seeing the difference from when we are and he's always making comments, man, like, well, it's not like it is today back how it was back in the day. This is how we used to do it. It was playing, 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 then it's this, but with, with everything from social media to everything, podcast, TV shows, whatever you want to call it, now two things to go on. One, I think it's speeding up the process, but depends on what you're utilizing it for. But it could speed up the process in learning. It could speed up the process in your business, and it could speed up the process in multiple areas of your life. But it depends on what you're using it for. Because I know people that use social media, and it doesn't speed up anything or they don't utilize anything. But then I know people that utilize social media, makes them millions of dollars, but then also they're util- utilizing 
being able to get all this content very fast and then taking and implementing in their life. Because, I mean, for you to hop on social media and go follow Greg Reed, Kelly Cardenas, James Dixon, like all these people across the whole world and be able to get their nuggets within a second and then take them and implement them right away. Like, you know how many things that I scroll through and I learn something, I take that and implement it and I've seen success or I've, I've gotten it. But just talking about the new age where we're yeah. going, it's speeding up to everything. But it depends on how and why you're using it. Um, uh, I kind of went blank on what I was going with the second part of it, but that kind of makes sense. So absolutely, my, it, it's very uh, the second part is slowing down and writing stuff out. Boom, there you go. Yeah. Now here's what I think with with the where we're going in today's age. Uh-huh. That's what's hard is no one want no one can and no one wants to slow down anymore. And the teaching of that is going away. And because of the digital age, I think a lot of it's going away. And that's where we're bringing it back here is what I found for myself mm-hmm. is meditating, slowing down, just interacting with people and then just getting more in tune, especially writing and reading. Man, it's it's changed my entire life. And a lot of people, I think, are getting away from it in, in the generations to come. Mm-hmm. They don't want to write down their goals. They don't want to do those things because they have the phone and they can watch it now or they don't want to take what they need to from what they're getting free value from and actually implementing it to get them where they need to be or where they want to go. I got, I got two practices for this Yeah, because, and I, and it stems from me being a digital guy. I spend, I spent most of my life and still to this day on the computer, right? Working and getting laptop work done. One is with the ideal app that's coming out, we will have a section in the app to type out your goals but I will always be a believer in writing out your goals, right? Scripting out your goals, putting ink to paper and actually writing it down. I'll probably never use the goal goal section of the app, but I will always write down inside of the book physically. Now, journaling is very important. Like you said, it just slows you down. Now, reading, that is the second practice. But what I do is I like to read at night right before bed either the first, the last hour to 30 minutes before bed because what it does is it readjusts your eyes, redilates your eyes to something soft, to something that you could focus on. It gets your screen time off so that way you're not going to sleep because the biggest thing with this generation, and, and you may have experienced it yourself, but when you fall asleep to a screen, you're going to wake up with burning eyes, red eyes, and they're burning, and, and it's just hard to wake up, you know? And so they're dry and they're red. So a practice for that and a good practice by the way is reading before bed because you're going to actually go into a deep sleep you're going to have better dreams because you're going to dream or implement something in your dream your your subconscious is going to get to work while you're resting on whatever you just read or maybe whatever your mindset and your focus is right before bed but most importantly is you get to redilate your eyes to something soft something physical with focus and not so plasma blasted you know right on your eyes so what are you guys doing? I mean, you guys are insanely focused guys. What do you guys do to laugh? Uh, what what makes your belly laugh and what gets you in that place? Because I think a lot of times people go one side or the other. Um, I don't believe in balance. I've never believed in balance. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that I believe if you balance, you'll only get 50% in each one. And that's a fail in both. Um, I believe that you have to compartmentalize. I mean, it's just as simple as just turning the bottle over. If I have that and I, I go 50% in my family and I go 50% in my, uh, in my work, I'll fail at both. But if I turn it over and when I'm at work, I'm at work. And when I'm at family, I'm at family. How do you guys accomplish that and do that where you can focus and shut it off and just laugh? And when you're laughing, where does that come? Like what, what makes you joyful? What makes you belly laugh right now? Um, to go back to what you said, I mean, me and my lady, we, so this, uh, November just marked 11 years we've been together. 
we just had our first baby at 10 years. So, yeah, thank you. Where I'm going with that is now I used to, I was doing both. Like when I was, when I get home, I'd still be working. And when I'm at work, sometimes I'd be the other way too as well. But I would always bring work into my home and I was always working. And then now I tried to make sure I, I did have my time, but I was bringing that lot home. Now having a family, it's a lot more different. I could say just as being a father, when I come home, I need to be home and I need to be present. I can't be working and trying to be home and be present with them. And my lady, I can just feel it and she knows that I'm not. Like for me, I it, it's, the balance on it is very hard. Like you said, it's 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 more of when you're with family and where you're at, you got you to gotta be there too. But if something comes up, you got to, I mean, you, if you need to handle it, you need to handle it for business side. But when you're doing business, you're doing business. Yeah. But to be honest with you, like the fulfillment and the joy of just helping people, changing people's lives, that's where I get my laughter from. And then my family and just spending time with my family, being around, now seeing my my daughter grow, um, obviously my my son on his way here and everything. It's just all of that is what really just, it, it, it's a whole different aspect of life now having your own kids and everything and being a father and it's like now you're doing it for them and then being able to enjoy them, watch them, grow with them, lead them, and then see as life goes on. You know what I'm saying? How about yourself, uh, Michael? Yeah, I would say here's the thing. I've been single for a long time. Okay. Now I have a lady. A long time. You're 24 years old, man. You've been <laughs> single for like, I mean, that's a, how long you've been able to date since you were like 13? So we got 11 years in, man. Making yeah. me. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, now I have a lady. Now I have a, a actually today okay. uh, seven seven-month-old uh, girl. So, you do? Yeah, 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 How long were you guys together before? It was a surprise? It was a surprise. It was a surprise. Hey, mine was a surprise, too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, there's no judgment on that. It's just, no. it's awesome. No, nope, but it was it was timing because, like I said, the, the being single for so long, I, I've been picky with identifying who I want to be with. Yeah. So whenever I wanted to be with her, I was like, okay, I could be with her. Okay. You know, I choose based on can I see a future. Did you so. see her and then you you had that type of game where you were like, yo, you're going to be my lady? Or did she talk to you or how would it go? No. Nah, she tried talking to me for like seven months. What? <laughs> she was trying to holler at you and you uh, wouldn't talk to her? I was running events around the city. I was okay. just running events and I was focused and I was dialed in. And okay. and every event that she happened to be at, coincidentally, uh -huh. she would just stay till the end, network, and then at the end always come up. That's and what say, they call it nowadays. Huh? Yeah, yeah. We used to call it the hibbity dibbity. Now they call it networking. networking. <laughs> I know. With Network. some cocktails. Yeah. No, and then she would come up to me after and be like, do you need help with everything? I was like, man, I'm already done packing. I was like, didn't you just see me packing for the last 30 minutes? <laughs> but uh where'd you where'd you learn how to treat a woman i mean when you were talking about it uh or earlier on and you were talking about your upbringing and things like that where did you learn how to treat a woman you know and as you move forward who do you look to 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 be able to do that um to be honest uh i would say two places one you got to identify who's in me i like entrepreneurship okay. so who's an entrepreneur family that you can envision yourself who is that and then two, I would say Blake as well. Okay. Because Blake's been in a relationship ever since the day I've met him. Got it. Um, and with the same person ever since I've met him. It's awesome. Um, so I would say that's a good image that I had the whole entire time. But what also, about growing up? Now, growing up, I, man, no, I was I was a terrible kid growing up. Okay. Um, what kind of terrible kid? Like stealing stuff? To be honest, I was like in third grade with. Why him. would you lie? You you said to be honest. You don't need to tell me that. Yeah, I know yeah. you. I know you're an honest guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it's just crazy. Because, <laughs> yeah, when you when you meet me now, a lot of people would be like, "Oh, that's not you." But and then it's the opposite way around. If I go back to where I come from yeah. and I say this is me now, they're gonna be like, "Oh no, you're a liar." Okay. Um, but so what kind of stuff were you? I mean, were you stealing stuff from the store? Like, I, I 
What were you doing? I had guns when I was like in third grade. Third grade, you had a gun. What kind of gun do you have in third grade? Uh, just a regular pistol. Just a regular? There, what regular yeah. pistol? What kind I, of pistol you have? I don't, I don't have? know what it was at that time. But third to, grade, how old are you? Eight years old? I was about, yeah, eight. What are you eight. doing with a gun at, in, uh, at third grade? Took it. You know, Where'd you take it from? Either my dad or somebody at that time. Really? Yeah. What would yeah. you do? You carry it? You carry it on your hip? I got expelled from third grade. You <laughs> carried a gun to school in third grade. Crazy, yeah. I know. I, but wasn't, I, I would wasn't say that, that was... Did I, you have it in your backpack? Yeah. Did you really think yeah. that you were going to flex on somebody? Yeah. You were one of them? I was one of them. Oh, man. That's why I was a troublemaker. Did you go flat bill? Did you have a flat bill? You sag your pants? I sagged my pants. Sag, I how I low? Was it down below the booty? Nah, not nah. really. No. It wasn't all the way below nah. the booty? It was just kind of half booty? I was good. I was presentable. I was an athlete. Half booty? But outside you, didn't, you didn't answer the question. Nope. Just half booty or just it, sagging? Half low? booty. Okay, because I've seen them where they're underneath the booty, I and I don't know I how. I can't do that. I don't see how they could keep their pants up. Yeah. I don't know. How, bro, they walk like Honestly, little, I don't little. even think I would even do half booty. I was. I had to keep my pants up. Okay, so you yeah. did you have your hat low? Do you have a flat bill? I don't think I was a hat. Beanie? Beanie kid, yeah. Beanie kid, go. large beanie shirt, kid. like 6X. Baggy shirt. Yeah. 6X, cover yeah. that gun up in third grade. True. Third grade. Yeah. That is some <laughs> gangster stuff. Yeah, How'd they catch bro. you? Um, Snitches, you know. Did they catch some stitches? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we, 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 I never saw him again because I got expelled and, and we moved. You got expelled from third grade. Yeah. What do you do when you get expelled from third grade? Do you celebrate because you don't have to go to school no more? Yeah. Did your parents whoop you? No, they did. You your know, mom whoop you? They were around. They weren't around. So who raised you then? I was. It was a little bit of everybody. You like know? who? So I would jump around either from couch to couch. Okay. Um, grandparents' house to friends' house. Did grandpa whoop you? Yeah, we 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 got some lessons from him. Yeah. So did grand was grandma like actually, real soft you on know you? What? That's when I moved in with my grandpa because I left with third the, grade for the gun. Yeah, I went from eight eight years old to ten years old with my grandpa. So I was living with him for two years. Eight years old to 10 years old. Yeah. Did, and now, when he found out that you had a gun in third grade, did he just... I don't think he found out. He didn't find out. How did you not get that information I was out? in a different city. So it was kind of like... Witness protection program at third grade? Was it, what's it called? CCP? I have child, no idea. Child, oh, child C- protective. CPS, CPS? Yeah, they must yeah. have. Okay, so they sent you away. I was in CPS a lot as a kid. Did you change? Did you have go to juvie? Um, No. You didn't? No. Okay. Yeah. Did you go into the system at all? No. Nothing. Did you get a gun after that? No. No? That was it? Still to this day. No? You ain't got one on you right now, man? No. Okay, good. I wish I did. All right. I all wish right. I did. And right, with all these questions, right, he's like, <laughs> yo, I'm about to get you. No. But. <laughs> he's going to get you on the way out, Kelly. I know. Yeah, that's where it all stems from. Well, it's yeah. amazing because most of the time, and the reason why I ask you about it, it's not in jest, it's because most of the time people don't understand like when they see a kid who is as focused as you are, and I give you a hard time about being young, and I will for the rest of our lives, because you're going to be my yeah. friend for the rest of your life, for, uh, for the rest of your life. Um, but most of the time, people don't talk about those things because they think, "Oh my gosh, I want to have this persona. I want to have this. I want to have that." And it's like I find that people connect with you on a completely different level when they understand. Like my brother says to me all the time that he doesn't trust someone who doesn't drop an F-bomb every now and again. Yeah. And I was like, ah, you know, I want to be a yeah. good example for my kids. And he's like, yo, bro, but it's there's times where you do it. So let me know and, your perspective on this then yeah. because this is this is the way I feel it about when I speak because I never really talk about my past, like ever, not even really to him, nobody. Like I, don't, I just don't talk about it, but here's why. I have a big belief because of I know how the world is and how society separated yeah. that 95% of the world also grew up the way I grew up. So I would rather spend most of my time when I speak teaching about the things I've learned rather than talking about the same stories that everybody's heard 
of you know the trials and the and all that stuff. I feel like everybody knows that story as it goes around the world. With everybody has similarities of poverty and mm -hmm. these. So that's that's why I don't talk a lot about where I come from and more about how can I, while I got a voice, talk about the things I'm learning from the people I've learned it from and provide that to the people that are listening. I think that I, I tell you, I want to speak some life to you because I think that as people know that, I think of your business, um, it'll open up a different side of connection point because it really helps people to see that, you know, because really, I mean, you're like a, um, I'm saying this is going to be a bad one. You're going to not like this. You're like a test tube baby. Like when I, when I meet you, like when I say a test tube baby in the great way, like you put the goals in, you got the focus, you got all these things. It's amazing to be able to see it. But then you add that and the grit and the reality of it. I mean, that's where a person says, oh my gosh, this Michael guy becomes a whole different plane. It doesn't mean you sit in it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean you sit in that part of it, but it's, it's, you know, I don't know if you noticed it. Did you notice his, his body language changed when we started talking about it? All of you it. loosened. You loosened up, you, you, you connected and, and it's, it's amazing. So I was, I just want to encourage you because there's so many kids out there that think that once they get past it, they need to cover it and no one can ever know. And then they're running, but it's good too. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I think you've got a great thought process on it as far as, you know, that you want to spend time on the positive part and that's what you want to project. I just think it's, I mean, the wisdom, you never cease to amaze me, man. It just continues to, to, you know, uh, move to another level. Um, 11 years relationship. Mm -hmm. How, um, what's the secret? Man, I'll be honest with you. It's uh, the main thing is communication. Okay. How do you communicate with a woman? Um, <laughs> man, just, just <laughs> man, asking questions. I'll be honest with you. How, yeah. how do you know what questions to ask? Because women, uh, I, you know, I've dealt with women for over 30 years, uh, every 15 to 45 minutes, um, that I would spend that time with them. I feel um, like it's just like the questions is just like, it, it's very easy. I mean, when, whenever you sit with us, I mean, you have questions that you want to ask to get to know me and it's really just how do, how do you want to get to know that person on a level? Wow. I mean, that's really it. I mean, it's what, what do I want to know about you that's going to attract me to you and why I like you? And then asking those questions is going to tell me if I am attracted to you and if I do like you. How do you guys stay away from though the the just going towards the masculine energy because in the personal development side, mm -hmm. in the goal setting and that a lot of it is masculine energy and in masculine energy, it's uh, one of my pastors was saying it the other day. He was like, every dude that you meet immediately sizes you up, whether they can beat you up, they can beat you in business. They can beat you in finances. They can, and that's the way that guys, I mean, they literally guys will size you up and be like, Oh, and if, you're not a threat. They're cool. If you are a threat, they want to posture up a little bit to show you, you know, this is what I've done. When you guys are in that, how do you not stay all the way in that? Because you guys connect on a level that like with ideal, I mean, the reason why I was so excited about it is because of you guys. Um, not because of just the information. The information is great. Mm -hmm. The program is phenomenal. Um, you guys get results. I mean, it's proven. Everyone who works with it gets results. But for me, that's not the reason. For me, the reason was is because when I connected with you guys, I was like, these guys yeah. kick ass. They're, I mean, they're really, really cool guys. And you're not just on one side of it because you do see the rah, rah, rah in your face, you know, so strong. But you guys seem to like live in both worlds, that masculine and, you know, I'm not saying a feminine energy, but you guys connect with people from an emotional level too. How, how are you able to do that? Oh no, I'll be honest with you. Like even just the last 10 years in general, 
Um, it's been very hard for me because I get that a lot and I always talk to him. I vent to him a lot about it because it's weird. It's like, I'll meet people and everything and I, and I, I get that from them. It's like, they got to let me know, or it's like, <laughs> Hey man. And it's, it's weird. I'll even have friends or people reach out to me and they've never talked to me or anything. And they want to reach out to let me know that they've started a business or that they're doing this or that they're doing that, or they got to one up me <laughs> or they come around and they see how I move for a year, six months or whatever. And then they pivot and go do it on their own. And they want to go do it there on their own to like compete. And it's, it's always been a question. I always ask him all the time is like, man, like why? And I always ask him like, do I put something off that I'm, and I'm making people feel that way towards me or what it, what is it? I really don't know. But my, my ultimate thing is, is like where I've been at is like, like I'm me. I, I know who I am and I know where I'm going. I know what my calling is. I know what God has me here for. Uh-huh. So I don't need to puff back or I don't need to. It's like, it's almost like when you know what you know, like you don't kind of puff back or anything. It's like, you kind of, it's, I call it like a smile and wave and just relax and chill. And it's, it sucks for them because it's like, they just don't know what they don't know. And that means that they're not happy with their self. Because why, why would you have to yeah. prove it to me? Why do you have to let me know that you're starting a business or you're doing this or that you're winning? That tells me that you're insecure. Like, I don't need to tell anybody or anything about that. Like, and my no results. Converse, no conversation past that point. Just, hey, I started a business and uh, yeah, this like, is how it's going. And then nothing after that. Showing no up fault. to my office out of nowhere <laughs> just to let me know they're doing this. And it's like, I always like him. Like, dude, like, what, what is it? Like, and, and, and it sucks. I've lost friends over it, too. And. I've showed them how to do things or have a clear roadmap or this and that and everything, or they see my ideas and my goals and everything. And the next thing you know, peace out, they go silent and they're doing their own thing. And then it's a lot of all my things like that. And I'm like, damn, bro, like, all right. Um, But I don't know. It's always been weird. I'll be honest. I don't have, I don't know why, but my, my, how I, I react to it and everything is like I said, man, it's like, man, there's only one Blake. There's one DNA. Like God made me who I am and has my story and my calling written out for me already. This is what I'm destined to be, who I am and where I'm supposed to go. Like, this is my life, and it's like, when you know what you know, you, you just know you're more calmful, you're, you're more calm, peaceful, you're happy and joyful, knowing that God's got you all day, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it, it's very hard, I'll be honest, the last 10 years, I still don't understand why, maybe, I don't know, maybe you could help with it, or... I, I, I could give you that answer. It's in that person's paradigm. It's in that person's paradigm until he brings that to, in, to the surface in himself and is aware of that's how he is. And it all it all stems back from most likely childhood. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff in, in your personality as even as an adult stems back from your childhood. But it's in that person's paradigm, specifically whoever that person is, that that's how they were built. And until they bring that to the surface or bring awareness to it, decide to make a change on that, then it, you know it's gonna remain the same forever for that well, person. I always, so oh, I want to send it like because I've always like told him is like like what I like about this space and, and becoming friends with you, Greg, and everyone in Secret Knock is you guys aren't here to compete. Oh, man, you guys are here to fucking win, and you want everybody else to win. And if we all fucking win and you help each other win, we all just win on a bigger level. And then it's not lonely at the top. We all get to hang out at the top. But everyone wants to compete, and I just yeah. don't understand, man, like why. Like I can help you. I don't even care if it's the same line of business. I'll help you. There's, there's, no, there's enough to go around. Like, why can't we feed off each other? Even if we're in the same line of business, why can't we both help each other? I remember when we were just here at the last Prosperity Camp event, after the whole thing was over, sitting, talking in the back with Greg, and we're excited. We're in a personal development space. Greg's in the personal development space, and he's like, bro, like, how can I help you guys? I want you to compete with me, but, like, I want to help you compete with me. And it's awesome because it's like – who says that? No one says that no more. That's what I was telling you, man. It's I could I feel a difference. Like, and when I was just sitting with Greg, we were playing pool, and he said a few things, and I was asking him about like, hey, Secret Knock's coming up, this and that, and blah blah blah. And he goes, 
bro, we're friends. Like we can do whatever, like we want and however you guys want to do things we can. And I'm like, I think what I, something clicked and I'm all, man, this goes to show you how long I've been hanging around certain people and that in my environment and the group of people I've been hanging around is, is how, um, I don't even know what word I'm looking for, but that's that I've asked that question so many times that that's the people I've been around. I'm with people that don't want to help me. I'm with people that want to compete. I'm with people that don't really want to see me win, but it's more of a fake facade of what they say to me that I think that they want to see me win, but their actions after so long, what I've learned over 10 years is just by the way someone talks and acts and how they help you is if they really want to see you win. Cause I still got people, we had someone come to our office like, man, I just want to see you guys win. And I got these connections, blah, blah, blah. But then he throws an offer at them and we don't take, like we, we turn down the offer and we don't hear from the guy no more. But it's like, did you really want to see us win? Because a winner that wants to see someone win doesn't friend, need something in exchange to see somebody win. They'll actually help you win <laughs> and connect you with someone. Yeah. And what Greg's done, what you've done, and a handful of other people have done is help us win without asking for anything in return. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's just different. And I, I, I totally see the, the dynamic now. And I, I guess I'm more aware and aware of the patterns and the way that the people think and move and their actions really tells me People really want to see you win, but this whole competing thing, man, like it's just, it's just, it's annoying, man. I don't know why yeah. everyone's got to compete. Wow. I think it goes to Michael, when you were talking about the insecurity or the, you know, my daughter had it happen where she came to me and she's like, you know, this girl was really mean to me and I, I wanted to react. And then two days later she comes back to me and she's like, daddy, I know why uh, the girl was mad and mean to me. And I said, well, why? And she said, uh, her parents are getting a divorce. And this is coming from my daughter at the time is third, fourth grade, but she had the wherewithal to not react to the girl. Right. I would have reacted in a negative way. And she didn't react because she wanted to see the whole story. And it goes to Proverbs. Uh, you know, when, yeah. when the first person says their case, it seems as if that's the truth until the next man speaks. And my brother's an attorney and it's like, he sees that where a person will go in and when a person states their case, yes, it seems like, and then when you listen to the whole story and you calm down, that's why I admire both of you in it. Um, you know, Michael, when was the switch? I mean, we go, I want to go back to the, you know, the third grade and you, you get expelled and you go to grandpa's house or whatever, grandpa and grandma's house. Yeah. What was, was there a switch? Was there a time where you said, I don't want to do this anymore? Or was it over time? It was over time, but I had, I've always been a creative individual, right? Yeah. I've always wanted to, I could go back in my life and I could say there's, as a kid, I've always wanted to be this and this and this and this, and I always wanted to do fashion. I've always wanted to do this and I always wanted to do, so I've always had the, like this entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. I didn't know the word entrepreneur was a word though until like I was 17, 18 years old. Um, but I had a friend and this friend came up, came to me and I'm an athlete, so I don't read books. I think that's for losers. I think it's for, you know, nerds and, and all that type of stuff. And um, I can be smart if I choose to be, um, you know, stick with the uh -huh. street smarts and stick What'd with you the play? athletes. I tried everything once, but my main two sports were basketball and track. Okay. Which one was your sport? Basketball, for basketball. sure. You a yeah. point guard? Um, you a shooting guard? Yeah, one, two, and three. Okay. Um, so one, two, and three. I could jump high. So could some, you dunk? My freshman year, Yes. What? Yeah. How tall are you? I'm 5'9". Five, 5'9". Nine. Five, five, nine. You yeah. were dunking in, in, in fresh, freshman year. Yeah, I had a $500 deal with my coach. If I could dunk by the end of the season, he would give me 500 bucks. And so I worked hard that season. Yeah. And then after that, though, I uh, tore my meniscus in track, or I was doing shot put. I was doing throwing, too. You were doing shot put? 
Yeah, I, or discus. I was doing discus. Really? Yeah, because I, I had the form for discus, so yeah. I, I actually hold still records in this in that state for uh, discus for whatever reason no one could throw. Um, but all that turning, I tore yeah. my meniscus in my knees, and from there, like that's when you know athleticism started like going down because I took seasons off. I was in okay. physical therapy a lot. Yeah. Um, but played basketball my whole life. Where'd you get your competitive spirit? I would say watching my oldest brother. He he moved out in sixth grade uh-huh. to go live with his best friend okay. to do basketball and uh-huh. f- and football, and I watched him my whole life. So whenever I turned ten and got moved back in with my mom, I started doing YMCA basketball, just watching him. And so I, I would say watching my oldest brother. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was the first question you asked though? What got oh, us it was here? like the flip, the turn that oh, like the, really got what was you. The switch, like, you know, like, like the yeah. switch. So what inspired a lot of the reversal in my life was one friend coming to me and saying, "Michael, like, do you read?" And I was like, "No, I don't read. What the heck?" Well, why don't you read? And whatever they they came back to me like two, three times that year. They say, "How about this? Why don't you just go pick up the smallest book on your favorite topic and just start there?" I was like, "All right, I'll go do that." Went to the library, I grabbed the smallest book on basketball. And it was called Heart Over Height by Nate Robinson. Also 5'8", can dunk like crazy, yeah. right? Got knocked out by Jake Paul. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> got knocked out by Jake Paul. So when I read that book, uh, the whole book is the title, Heart Over Height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, man, that, that kind of gave me some internal there motivation and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. And living in poverty, wanting to know why all these rich people have success, and me always having this creative mind, I started hopping on Google and searching you know, a lot of this entrepreneur stuff. Um, first, I was just searching how to get a Lamborghini. Like, how do I get a Lamborghini? You know, how do I get a mansion? <laughs> and so entrepreneurship and business started popping up. And I was like, okay, let me dive into this entrepreneurship and business pop up. And then I got hit with an ad that says The One Thing by Gary Keller, the, bu- the book The One Thing. So I went to Barnes & Noble, and that was the second book I read. The One Thing by Gary Keller, that was the first business book I read. From then, I was about 16 years old. I've never stopped reading. Mm. So it was that one friend coming to me just saying, pick the smallest book on your favorite topic that started getting my mind turning towards what else and what other information is out there that I should be diving into. Um, And then the one thing by Gary Keller got me on my business track of books. What if you guys had to distill it, right? And so uh, Clayton is here. Clayton is producing right now. So thank you, Clayton. Everyone uh, give him Appreciate a round of applause. You, uh, we love uh, some Clayton Lindley. <laughs> uh, everybody loves him on the scooters and off the scooters. We yeah, like him, uh-huh. um, especially with the flipping stuff. I, I, hadn't, I, 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 was blown, I was blown away. I was blown away. From flipping to flying out of planes and stuff or off cliffs. I didn't want to hang out with him. After I saw his videos (laughs) and stuff, I was like, because I liked him before. And then I saw that and I was like, nah, I don't want to be that good of friends because uh, he's so good (laughs) at what he does. Uh, And there's not anything that he does that he isn't good at. So, uh, but we thank you, uh, Clayton. Uh, We we really, really appreciate you. But I do need you to go on the time frame too, um, Clayton, because I'm going to give each of you a minute. And uh, in that minute, what I want you to do is I want you to distill down um, the things that you've been able to get, if you had a minute to be able to explain it and then you expired, went to heaven. Um, hopefully we'll all go there. We can meet up, hang out. Yeah. I might be on the outside for a little bit and then I'll knock the door on the door, negotiate with them and let, uh, let me in. Um, but if you had a minute with the most important people in your life and once you were done, you were gone and this is what they were left with. Um, let's, let's put Michael on the clock first. Um, Oh, you can either way. Uh, we can even, you know, look at it on the, on the, uh, on the timer up there or whatever it is. Um, 
because a lot of times people look at, you know, obviously actionable items, things like that. You look at ideal, um, you know, when you talked about reading the corresponding proverb, corresponding day, it's amazing because, um, you know, you gain wisdom, which is the fear of God, right? The fear or respect of God. If you gain wisdom, uh, then you move on to knowledge because wisdom is the right use of knowledge. There's no reason to get knowledge unless you get wisdom, right? So you get wisdom first, so right use of knowledge, then you get knowledge, then you get insight, then you get uh, discretion, and then you get discipline, and then you get strength. And that strength will take you right back to uh, wisdom, right? And so if it runs in that line, for me, it would literally be a circle, and then I engage myself against those things throughout my life. Um, through the things that you've learned, Michael, are you ready? You got a minute. Uh, so when when are we when are we ready? Uh, Clayton, call it. Twenty five. We're ready. Three, two, one. Go, Michael. Absolutely. So I would start off by saying, figure out, take a step back, and actually take the time to say, what do I want it in life? And you can do this all the time, actually. I, I recommend doing it every quarter because you're going to be at a different stage of your life every 90 days. And just sit back and say, what do I want out of life? And put some deep thought, journal it out, right? Now, after you identify what you want out of life, go seek the wisdom. Greg Reed says, seek counsel, not opinions. I would find out and not be afraid. A lot of people will fear, well, I can't go talk to that person. They're too successful. And so I encourage people to say, no, go reach out to the too successful person that has what you want, has done there and been there and done that and see what they have to say and reach out to as many of these people as possible. Now, when you do that, I would also say to go through life as a life university, meaning you don't need to go to university and learn one, you know, expertise and just do one thing. Say yes to as many opportunities in life as possible. And throughout life, you're going to figure out what you're great at and you love, what you're good at and you like. Those are the first two pillars you want to put yourself into. Everything you're great at and you love and you're good at and you, you like. And then you're going to figure out these bottom two pillars, which is things you're good at but you don't like and things you suck at and you don't like. And those two things, what you want to do is you want to, if, if those two things you need along your journey, you pass those tasks down to friends around you that those are their one and two. And you keep yourself in your one and two, which is things that you're great at and you love. But the only way to identify what you're great at and you love is to say yes to as many opportunities as possible. Hopefully right, correct opportunities. Nope, you're good. And then seek the counsel around that and just continue life enjoying, you know, having fun and making friends. It's amazing because when, when we have these kind of discussions, you take two minutes, right? So we talked about a minute, but even in two minutes, even in that two minutes, imagine, you know, when we're sitting here listening, you know, Blake, you take those two minutes, that, those two minutes are absolute gold. But most of the time, and I want to congratulate you on this, at 24 years old, to have the type of wisdom that you have, to have the, uh, the, uh, the resilience that you have, I mean, it's uncanny, man. It's not normal. And I just I want to congratulate you on that. For and sure. I want to speak life into you because it's something that is not normal at all. Although it's normal to you, it's not, it's so abnormal. Um, and it, but it needs to be celebrated at the highest level. So, um, <clears throat> Blake, you're on the clock. We got it. Uh, we got it, Clayton. Okay, he's going to set a timer, so he's going to buzz you at the end. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, have, we'll have the buzzer that goes to it. 
See, now, if I had a timer again, I could take what I have and put it into one minute. There we go. I but, mean, and distilling down and, and... But, yeah, take your two minutes. But but imagine that. Like, imagine if you could say, like, you know... I don't, I, I don't need that. Well, pe- people <laughs> have got on me before because they've been, like, as far as podcasts, they're like, you have to have it at a specific place. What I found, though, was that I had a, in, uh, uh, an experience with my dad where he lived in uh, India. And he had tapes that he sent to me, and they would speak in Hindi, and then they would translate it in English. Mm. But people would be responding in Indian or in Hindi very, very loud. Plus, he'd be preaching in uh, in Hindi, and then simultaneously they were translating it in English. And if you listen to this, it was the most annoying tape that you could ever hear in your life because it was like and then they're translating it at the same time, and you're having to distill and and be able to do that. But I find that wisdom is like that, meaning that if you you have to be able to take the time and you have to be able to filter at times because it's not always going to come, mm. you know, in the three minutes uh, skit, right? It's going to come 25 minutes of some fill. There's going to be one minute gold. Then there's going to be 25 minutes of whatever it is. But right. most people can't make it past the 25 minutes to connect, to be able to get the one piece. They just want to go to the one piece. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And can you imagine, say like with our podcast, I mean, today we've been on for 57 minutes. It doesn't feel like that. Right. But imagine the person that said, ah, I'm going to tune out at minute 15. And then they missed Michael's two minutes of absolute gold. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. So you're on the, you're on the clock there. Like mine is uh, just submit yourself to God. Mm. You need to love, uh, serve people and love people. And if your vertical relationship with God is taken care of, all your relationships and everywhere around you will be taken care of horizontally. That's all I got to say, man. Who is God so, to you? Who is God to me? Yeah. I mean, God's my leader. God's God's like, he's got me. I, I mean, he's my father. I mean, how, how, I mean, that's who he is to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's really what a lot of people are missing in their lives. If If you just, if you serve people and love people, and know that God's got you and you lean in and believe that he's going to take care of you, like everything else is taken, like you don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Who's God to you? Dang, man, you said leader. That's a, that, that's a good one. I would say God is Greatest everything, you know, God, God is everything. And what I mean by that When you is, go through what you did early on, right, that can cause you to question, like, I mean, when you're going through, when you're going through CPC and you're going through these challenges and you're here and there, there's got to, I mean, that's, that's, how did you reconcile that? And because a lot of people, they, because of their circumstance, they don't want to believe in, in God. Yeah. Because they're like, well, if there was a God, why would he let this stuff happen to me? Yeah. I can't explain that, but well, how did you get through it? Sorry, if, could I yeah. step in real quick? Yeah. My only thing is, is, and a lot of people and here, here's where I think that, that there's a fine line between that. It's either you're spiritually alive or you're spiritually dead. And here's the problem is the people that are spiritually dead are the ones that are saying, why is God doing this to me? And God's not doing that to him or doing that to you. You're not spiritually alive and in alignment with God and you don't have a relationship. So what you're getting is what you're getting of your choices that you're making, Mm. but you can't blame that on God. So when you're spiritually in alignment and you have a relationship with him vertically, like everything that you go through in your life moving forward. And if you're spiritually alive and you know who he is, then now you understand why you're going through what you're going through, the journey, the life lessons, mm. not why did this, why did this happen to me? 
why did you do this to me? No. When you understand it, when you have that relationship, you just now know that the life, the journey that you're going on is exactly what it needs to be. And that's where you're supposed to go, supposed to go. But the thing is, is most people, it's sad because man, there's a whole different, I could tell you from being spiritually dead to spiritually alive and having a relationship with God, there's a whole nother life and that people just don't know. And that life is so much greater than any life I think that's out there on planet earth. It's greater than the materialistic things. It's greater than anything and everything. And that's why I go to is just, man, serve people and love people. And that is what I truly think is better than materialistic things. The things that when being around people, when you could tell that someone just really wants to serve you, that wants to help you, that wants to see you win, that's why you see these communities like with what Greg Reed has with Secret Knock and everything is he's serving people. He's loving people. Mm -hmm. That's what I've noticed with Greg. And I noticed with you too as well. Like you serve and love people. You're not here to take from them and, and, and point fingers and talk about them and gossip about them. You actually really truly want to serve and love people. And that's what God ultimately did. I mean, you saw what he did with his disciples in three and a half years. Yeah. And now look what that set on to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want, I want to congratulate you too. And it's not like, I just see, I see the impact. Right? I see the impact of you guys' friendship. And I mean, I know you, you pointed right away, Michael, uh, you know, to Blake and the, the yeah, kind of mentorship and not just the, you know, oh, I, he's, he's becoming a God to me, but yeah. it's just the mentorship part. And I want to tell you that it's, it's refreshing to be able to see. Um, it's a, it's an incredible, incredible thing. And I, I want to congratulate you on that. Who is God to you, Michael? Um, after everything he just said, I'll double <laughs> yeah. down on that. But you asked me a question specifically. Yeah, like because and, that can be challenging, man. Yeah, and uh, I think it takes going back. It just everything keeps coming back to this wisdom. Uh -huh. And growing up as a kid, when you're always going to church, and you really don't know why you're going to church as a kid, and you know you're getting put into all these different church programs, and I didn't know why I was, you know, a believer then. But it's kind of like. I don't know. I'm, I'm a kid. I don't know what I don't know. But as you get older, these certain challenges and the way things align, you start to question on a deeper level. And when you start to question on a deeper level of why, either if it's a negative, you know, why me? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people fall in that victim mentality, like, why me? If you're real, why would you let, allow this to happen to me? Whereas I felt if I was ever in a moment of doing that, it was always like answered right away of like, here's why with a immediate answer, like within the next 90 days or next something as like follow through, just follow through with whatever you say you're going to do with integrity, like follow through through completion and you will have your answer. Why? And, and I've been on stop for a decade now of like, if I'm going to do something, I'll follow through through completion first before I question again, hmm. you know, and when I started doing that, it's like, it's no longer a question. It's more of just an appreciation. Yeah. You know, and, and I heard a quote, whatever you appreciate, appreciates. Yeah. So uh, Sharon Lecter actually is who I heard that from, but that just makes the most sense to me. And if you appreciate more in life of what you have, it'll appreciate. Hmm. And so, I mean, God's, God's an answer. It's an answer, someone that you could just talk to and get an answer from, you know? What does his voice sound like to you? What does his voice? Yeah, sound like, like to is you? it is it an English accent? Is it Morgan Freeman? To be honest, um, with is you, it um, a, is a woman? Uh, you I know, to, I would like say, to each of you personally. You know I'll tell you. I, I can tell you what it go is ahead. to me. You, you go. There is, there's no voice. Okay. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. It's 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 spirit. Okay. Like it's it's the the yeah. 
the spirit that that it's like he talks and moves through you and within you and guides you. What about to sense. you? Like when he when he's moving you, is it more of like a Blake, get your butt over here, or is it like, oh Blake, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it a hymn that well, he's singing to, I, sing it to that's you? What or? I'm saying I never. There's no like real true voice. It's almost yeah. like he's. It's the almost like flies. me talking to me inside of me. Okay, but so it's your the voice. Second me, it, yeah, it's my okay. voice, but through him, he's like you utilize me inside of me. There's no, I don't have like. There's nothing. It's like. It's like he's commanding the Blake inside of my head or within my heart okay. to do this. And it's like, I'm telling myself to do it. And like, I know what it is. It's like, it's like when you know the right yeah. thing to do. And it's like, you, that that's inside of you telling you, intuition. you know what I'm saying? Like, When's the last time that God has been speaking or what is he, what is he working on you right now that you're resisting? What is he working on? Right yeah. Now? What does he keep telling you that you keep resisting right now? It, it's the will. <laughs> you know, it's the, it's the will, the discipline to just keep doing what you say you're going to like keep doing. Like what specifically? What tiny, has he been, what has he been things. telling you? Like, hey, like the I'll other day. You, I'll tell you two of mine right go, now. Go. Mine is I need to be more smarter with the finances that I'm I'm being given and that he's blessing me with. Okay. And because the reason why I say that is I'm, I'm smart with it, but I'm also, I get too excited and I spread myself thin. So the thing is, is. It's just broke on a higher level, but I know that I'm putting my money in the right spots, but I'm spreading myself so thin. So it's like two things as one, you need to be more smarter with your finances, the money that I'm giving and gifting you with, but two, focus on one damn thing so you could get a damn river going so that you could actually take that river and yeah. you could go open up multiple <laughs> streams instead of trying to do multiple streams at once, son, and, and do this. So for me in the last decade, those are the two main things that okay. I know why I've lost everything. Looking back now, I'm like, why I lost everything is... There, there's a run and both the times I did, I was doing multiple things. Yeah. So that's why. And then obviously with the finances, I mean, it, he'll bless you with a lot, but if you can't take care of a lot, why would he, or even with little, like yeah. he'll test you, he'll bl bless you with little money and see what you can do with then. And he'll gift you with a lot. And when you get to the lot, it's, what are you going to do with that? And if you can, he's going to bring you back down to the little mm. until you understand the lesson that he's trying to teach you. And I've been there twice. You ever try and negotiate with God? Do I? Do you guys ever try and negotiate? Like, because I, I, I... In the past, yeah. No, I'm saying like... In the I, past. In the past, like, so you're a saint now? I'm just saying I, like, I, get, I, I still do yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, you know, come on, come on, God. Like, I, I hear the vision. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, just don't make me go through the process. Just give it to me now. You know what I'm saying? Look, <laughs> like, just give I, me a taste. Ready, just give me... I, I give used me, to. Pour to my, my hand for a dime. You know Yeah. I mean? No, because like now, like when, when I pray and I meditate to him, I'm just asking him, I'm like, man, like I'm open. My heart's open. My yeah. arms are open and I'm, I'm willing to receive whatever it is unexpectedly. So every day and everything that I go through is I just know that however it's going to happen and whatever I need to go through is what he's planned for me to go through. And I need to just be, and that's why when things happen now, it's like, man, you look at it differently. Like I know some people get angry and frustrated and all that. And it's like, when things happen, I'm like, yeah, I know that. I know why that's happening. That makes sense. All right, cool. I got, I got, I know, I know what I learned from that. All right, let's keep moving. This is part of the journey. This is part of the process. Uh -huh. And man, when you fall in love with the journey and the process, like that's when you ultimately like, that's where my laughter comes from. That's when the fun comes from <laughs> is enjoying everything. Like I still even enjoy when I have a loss or when I enjoy even anything that something bad in business happens, I enjoy those because like it's teaching me so much more that's going to help me and is building my character as an entrepreneur in the entrepreneur space and business space moving forward. Yeah. So to help me be stronger, you know what I'm saying? And, and what I'm asking for, he's given to me and yeah. I can't be like, when you see my goals, I mean, I can't be mad for what he's taking me through based off of what I'm asking for. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sense. So makes it's sense. like, man, I can't ask for it and be mad that he's taking me through this. And one, one thing you said is like, you, you have the clear vision of know where you're going. 
Uh-huh. But if God already laid out the clear map of where you're going, he would make it easy for you. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that's why most people give up so quick is because they want to know how they're going to get there. And if they don't know how they're going to get there, they never start and they never commit <sighs> and they never take action. See, the thing is, is when you hear that I've been through 12 different companies and lost hundreds of thousands of dollars and I've lost everything twice. The thing is, is I never knew what that process or what was it going to look like, but I always, I still have the same end goal of where I want to go. And the thing is, is everything that I've been through and now I look back one decade and I'm excited for the next decade is like, wow, look what I like, what I look, look what, what I went through, but this is what I asked for. And it's like, now you have to understand. And then he'll keep taking you through the same things again and again and again, if you don't learn the lesson from it the first time, I can tell you that. (laughs) What are you battling with him with right now? What's he telling you to do that you keep being like, you know, God, I got this one. You know what I'm saying? I would say it's my fitness. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love fitness. Okay. But. To if an extent, you'd be in there, son. To an extent, you know? okay. We're talking uh, to the Hulk over here. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he just say, uh, Jay, he keeps drinking protein behind the scenes. Is what it is. He's about to do some burpees. Uh, yeah, I always say I'm like, man, I'm the healthiest person in the world. That's my affirmation. I'm the healthiest person on earth. I'm the healthiest person on he earth. He does. So, I can double down. Um, everywhere in life, I'm I'm slowly making habits, habitual things, the way I eat, the way I sleep. Okay, but I'm, I didn't ask that. I asked, what are you struggling right, with? Michael. What is what is, what is is God telling you to do? And Michael is being like, I'm a bonehead right it's now and I ain't trying to do it. it. No, it's, what it's, it's, it's fitness. It's fitness. Like what? Just in your fitness. Actually getting in there in the gym like when, and lifting when, weights. Like lifting weights. So yeah, lifting when weights. was it? This morning? Did he tell you get up? Because the other day, morning, yeah. the other day God told me yeah, at night, he was like, you need to ride your bike in the morning. I was like, yes. And then I was like, I didn't put my writing kit near my bed. Because I knew if I didn't, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, and I'd make a, I'd have a conversation with God. And I'd be like, hey, God, I, I don't know where it's at. I knew where it was. Mm-hmm. And God knew that I knew where it was. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I can't find it. It's going to take a long time to get there. And my butt stayed right up in the bed and didn't get on the bike. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, obviously, I paid, paid the price and not feeling as good as I could. What has he been talking to you about and like that you are resisting right now? Yeah, it's that because every day I wake up about 4, 4.30, right? Okay. I could choose to make that my gym time, right? <laughs> I have the choice to make that my gym time or I just don't, you know? And uh-huh. right now I'm about two to three times a week. So I'm getting there now, okay. right? Picking it back as, as a habit. When I was with him, we were going every day, five days a week, all the time. Of um, course. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's you why I don't hang out with him. <laughs> um, but when you're doing it by yourself and, and there's not – that accountability there. Uh-huh. That's why I say I'm working on, on my will, like the discipline of, you know, following through, through completion. Like I said, is uh-huh. telling myself I'm going to do something and then just do it. And so the gym and my fitness, I believe a lot of your whole entire life situation uh-huh. will change based on your fitness. Because when you feel healthy, everything about you changes your confidence, your everything, your health and just your presence. And then everywhere else starts to change based on that discipline because you're, when you build the discipline you build confidence because you know you're telling yourself you're going to follow through with your word yeah and so i do that a lot of places but sometimes i'm doing it so much for external people or ex- external situations but not for my own self sometimes so it's not like i'm like man i should give myself 45 minutes okay you know and sometimes i struggle with giving myself my time when it's to go take care of my health my you know so that's, that's one. That's a big one. Our uh, men's group that we have, we have a men's group every uh, Tuesday from 730 to 830 if you are listening out there. Um, 
it's completely open. It's here in Carlsbad. It's phenomenal. It's, uh, I mean, life-changing. The guys in the group are phenomenal. Um, we get to spend time. It's not about what any of them do. It's just uh, we work on our, our hearts, our spirits. We want to be uh, phenomenal uh, husbands, uh, great dads, and uh, great uh, fathers. Or well, what is it? Husbands? Or men. Men first. Uh, husbands second. Uh, fathers third. Um, but in that, we do a thing called Speaking Life. And I'm going to ask you guys to do this, uh, uh, and I'm going to participate in it. What Speaking Life is, is you say the person's name, and then you say something specific that inspires you about them. A lot of times it's something that they maybe don't know or you don't say enough, or sometimes that you assume that they know. Um, so I'm going to have you guys do it to each other, um, because you guys spend a lot of time together, but a lot of times uh, as men, um, we don't hear the great things that we're doing. We sometimes will hear the things that maybe we aren't doing that great because we have to communicate through those things. Um, but Michael, if you want to start off and you want to speak to speak life into uh, into Blake, and uh, so you use his name, and then something specific that absolutely inspires you about him. Yes, and this actually brings up another point of maybe something I'm working on too. So, Blake, something that uh, inspires me a lot is your discipline and accountability towards the people you love and the people that you want to see get better. Um, I would say something that inspires me about you is got to use his name. I know, Michael. Something that <laughs> Michael. Something that inspires me about you is the way that the 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 way that you can focus and the way that you dial in and the way that you can take knowledge and be able to regurgitate it and then keep it in and then help people with it inspires me and the way you hold it in and how you educate and talk. Mm. How can people get a hold of the ideal? The ideal, whether uh, whether it be the book, I know the app is coming, um, but. Getting to spend time with you guys is, is literally life-changing. It really is. I mean, I know that you guys are out in the, uh, the Arizona, in Arizona in the Phoenix uh, area. Am I correct? Um, so you're out there and you guys run events. Do you guys still do the events? Every uh, first Thursday Every of the month. first Thursday of the month. If you get a chance to be able to go and spend time with these two individuals, um, unbelievable. Um, but then talk to us about that and talk to us about Ideal, too, as far as the how, how they can get this book. This book is life-changing um, if you do it. It's like push-ups, yes. right? It's yeah. like push-ups. They'll work. Yeah. If you so do first, it. First, I would like to say it is one, just want you to know that if you get this book and you go through our program, there's no guaranteed results because <laughs> you have to do the work and you have to put it in. I'll be honest with you, you could buy this book, you could utilize it, but it doesn't mean that it's just going to gift you everything. You're going to see results and it's going to make you who you think you're going to become. So you could find the book at idealu.io. Also, we have a program that's coincided with it's called Master Your Habits, Master Your Life. It's a 90 day, 12 week program as well. Uh -huh. So you have the book, then you have the program, and then the app is coming out, which yeah. will be releasing and releasing in first quarter of the new year. Well, we'll have so we'll have all the app in the bio and everything. We'll have all the the uh, contact information in the bio and uh, for them to be able to do it. And I think that it I think that that's massive because I remember watching a. Um, infomercial one time and I was so excited and they were talking about it was like abs and I think nine minutes a day or something like that and I was so excited they said oh you have to buy this, these two DVDs and I got to the end after two hours of watching this infomercial and I was in because I had never had abs in my life and I got done and they were saying the only way it won't work is if you don't do it and I was like you liars you made me listen to two hours of this thing I was in and then you said I have to do it you just you lied. You said if I just got the DVDs, I just wanted the damn DVDs. If you get the book and it sits on your shelf, it gets dust on it, it ain't going to do nothing. But I could tell you yeah. this, in, in reading it, looking at you guys' information, and more than that, knowing who you guys are as people and seeing it and seeing it on every level, I just want to congratulate you because most of the time, again, we, we, we end where we started. Most people, the closer and closer you get, the worse and worse they look. Mm. <laughs> 
It's the yeah. cheerleader effect, right. my friend used yeah. to say. When it, when you see ten women from a distance, all of like the cheerleader effect, they're they're all kind of oh. okay from a distance. Then you get up close, and it's like none of them are great. <laughs> and you know, I mean, but I want to tell you that you guys are better up close than you are from a distance, and that's that. very very seldom that that happens. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, I mean, he touched on it. Ideal yeah. University. Um, ideal, the ideal app everywhere. Who's it not for? It's not for people that, man, aren't willing to put in the work. I always say, you know, work with the willing, not the needy. So if you're somebody out there that's just needy, 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 it's probably not for you. But if you're willing to do something and you can identify yourself, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, man, in my gut, I know I should be doing something with my life. Just that thought alone, it's for you. Hmm. Because if you know intuition-wise that you should be doing something greater with your life, that's how I was uh, as a child, you know. Even though I didn't know wealth was a thing, my intuition was telling me like, but I want to go do this. I want to go do that. I want to go do this. I want to do this when I'm older. It's like, who, who's, who's even telling you that exists out there in the world? No one. So it's like, even that thought alone, that's who it's for. It's for somebody that just has the thought of, you know you should be doing something with your life because that's where it starts. It starts with the thought of identifying you should be doing something. Becoming the best version of yourself. I started the podcast because of my two kids, um, Maddox and McKenna. And some people said, you know, that's selfish that you would say that because that's just your kids. But what I want people to know is my kids, if you took their names away and you put your kids' names in there and you had the guess that I have on this podcast, which are some of the most iconic people in the world, not from an accomplishment stance, uh, standpoint, but it's their, their icons in their industries and in their, in their spheres. You guys are icons in what it is that you do. Um, and I've never said this before, but in, in making it for my kids, it's not just for my kids. It's for that next generation to be able to have. Can you imagine right now, we're on episode 314, got 314 episodes of master classes that from some right. of the most iconic people in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... What advice would both of you have? And we start with Michael. Um, what advice would you have for Maddox and McKenna? And if you could use both their names, it would be awesome. Yes. So for Maddox and McKenna, I would just say be yourself. Be comfortable in your own skin along the rest of your life. And when people, there's going to be a lot of people in life that are going to want to come and tear you down, tear you apart. Just know, never judge them, never blame them, and never point fingers at them they are dealing with something internally for why they would put some type of anger or frustration or jealousy or anything like that energy towards you that you got to identify that as long as you know who you are and where you're going and you could be comfortable with yourself, appreciate everybody for who they are. And ultimately that'll, that'll guide you with, I, I call the law of least effort in life, you know, being able to f- flow through life with the law of least effort. Wow. I was diving into his is Maddox and McKenna McKenna for Maddox and McKenna. My, my advice to you guys is man, just love, love, love everyone, serve everyone, make a friend and be happy and fine. And just do what it is that makes you happy. 
both of you guys been uh, better than advertised. Um, it's, it's cool because we're going to be friends for the rest of our lives. And so we're going to have more and more time doing this, having fun, um, you know, having you guys on the podcast, talking about, not only talking about ideal, but, you know, bringing people in. I think one of the next episodes, what I'd love to be able to do with both of you is I want to get someone who's gone through the program. And for us to be able to sit and not only have you guys that, that you know, are the, the founders of this ideal and be able to have that person that, uh, maybe just start off on the journey and then have someone in the middle of the journey and then have someone who's now mentoring someone who is just starting on the journey. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, and, you know, I just think it would be a lot of fun that way yeah. uh, to be able to connect. Uh, for all of you guys out there listening, I want to thank every single one of you for uh, rocking with the podcast since, uh, since we began. Uh, we've got the, the Vibe Room coming because... Everyone wants to meet you guys. When you're on the show, everyone's like, oh my gosh, can I meet Blake? Can I meet Michael? Can I meet Clayton? Um, now you have the opportunity to. And we created the Vibe Room. It's a live version of the podcast. And, you know, it's been incredible. We've got it on uh, December 29th. Hopefully uh, I told Clayton uh, that you guys are coming, but I don't know if you're going to be able to because family and all that stuff. Um, but uh, we got that December 29th in uh, Salt Lake City. And then we've got uh, probably four or five of them next year that we're going to be doing in Salt Lake City also. Um, so, but it, it's just a, it, for me, it's a, a huge thank you that, uh, every person that's been listening, been watching and been sharing uh, the podcast and helping us to get under the top 1% globally, um, which has been uh, phenomenal. So you guys have been again, better than advertised. Um, we're going to have all the links in the bios. I'm proud to be you guys as friends. And I just, I mean, my hat's off to both of you. Right back at you, brother. Right on. If my son comes early and everything, I'll be there. If not, <laughs> he's due Christmas day right now. So I might not be there. <laughs> no, no, you need to stay with the family. You need to stay with the family as much as possible. And you got a seven month old, am I correct? Today. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so you yeah, you need to stay at home too. I'm I'm going after Clayton though. I, he ain't gonna uh, he ain't gonna let, be able to get yeah he ain't getting off the hook. <laughs> uh, Clayton uh, is uh, producing right now, and on the bottom right hand side you'll see a little thing there. And uh, well, I want to thank both of you, and you're officially off the hot seat. Thank you.